This is The Grid, presented by Victoria College. Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of The Grid. Uh, my name is Jeremiah Sosa, the assistant sports editor. I'm here joined by Mike Foreman, our sports editor at the paper. And before we get into what we're going to talk about, we just want to hear from you. Uh, so you could reach out to us on Facebook, on our Victoria Advocate uh, Facebook page, also our Advo Sports page. You could also find us on Twitter, at Advo Sports, along with our Victoria Advocate account. And you could also email us, which is sports at vicad.com. All right, getting into it, we got some baseball and softball to, to talk about. Um, but first up, uh, for, for softball, we got District 29-2A. We got three teams uh, from our area in, in that district, which is Shiner, Ganado, and Weimar. Shiner is currently ranked number two in the TGCA poll. Ganado is ranked four, and Weimar is ranked number nine. Shiner and Ganado uh, battled on Wednesday night. Uh, their game was originally scheduled for Tuesday, but due to rain, and it, it got postponed, and it was supposed to be at Shiner, but it got moved to Ganado, so that game is going to be uh, concluded by the time this podcast comes out, but um, Shiner is also playing Weimar next Tuesday, so Shiner, they, ha- they have a you know pretty tough schedule with, with you know two top 10 teams in the state, like, like I mentioned, um, but you know, Mike, with this Shiner team, obviously they're, they're ranked number two, going, going up against these you know, high-level high-level teams that are in the district. I know we talked about it a few podcasts ago, but, you know, how, how important is it for them to, to try to come out on top of these, these two teams, you know, within the coming weeks? Well, obviously everybody knows this district as far as softball goes. It's one of, if not the strongest, one of the strongest in, in Texas. When you have three teams, uh, ranked in the top 10, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Obviously, I guess you uh, you want to get the uh, the best seed possible coming out because uh, theoretically the top seed should have the easiest playoff road. Although I I got to believe if uh, things go as they are now, these teams are probably going to end up playing each other in the playoffs. So uh, it's a big uh, a good test. I know uh, Shiner took care of Weimer in Shiner earlier in the season. Uh, and I believe Weimer defeated Ganado. So you've got kind of a, you know, everybody's trying to gain the top spot. So uh, the best thing I think about these games is uh, they really do prepare you for the playoffs. And uh, whoever comes out of this mix or probably, well, all three of them will be in the playoffs. Uh, they're going to be plenty battle tested. Yeah, and I think just a few weeks ago, all three of them were in the top five. Uh, Weimer dropped a little bit after a few losses, but you know, still, it's still a, a you know a big accomplishment to have three teams ranked in the top ten in the state. In the same TGCA poll, Hallettsville, they're they're ranked number two. Uh, they have a twenty and two record, and um, they on this Saturday they take on Tidehaven. But Mike, you know, with this Hallettsville team that's ranked number two, obviously they had a big run last year. Um, you know. It has to feel good to start off with just two losses, and you know, going into district play, um, you know, you know, with this game against Tight Heaven, and also Industrial, which is a solid team in their district. 
um, you know, w- what do they have to do to kind of repeat that run that they that they made last year? I believe both their losses came in the tournament. I think one was actually to Shiner and one was to El Campo. And both those teams are very good. In fact, they're both ranked. So uh, I think Hallsville's, you know, they're going to be there. Um, you know, obviously when it gets down to it, uh, I think baseball and softball, same thing. It's going to come down to pitching and defense, really. Uh, you know, who has the best pitching at the right time? And uh, you got to get those clutch hits. So uh, sounds like a cliche, but it's true. Uh Altsville, you know, they, they definitely have a good shot, I think, to repeat. Now moving into baseball, uh, Victoria East. They've lost three of their last four games, all of them uh, either a, a di- district crossover game or a zone game. Um, their latest game, they lost to Gregory Portland 9-6, to which was a zone, their first zone game of the season. Um, they started off the season, you know, pretty well. I think, I think a few weeks ago we talked about it in one of the podcasts. Uh, they won the VISD tournament. Uh, they they were five and zero in that tournament, went undefeated. They also won Navarro Classic uh, a few weeks prior to that. But you know, just starting off into these tougher games with district, um, you know, they, they've had their struggles. And you know, M- Mike, you were there for their game against Gregory Portland, and you know, it, it was a long game. I think he said last said lasted over three hours. And uh, you know, they they just gave up big. They had innings where they gave up a lot of runs, and that that kind of uh, hurt them. So. Mike, what did you see out of that game against uh, Gregory Portland at Riverside on uh, Tuesday? Well, the the problem has been uh, the last uh, couple of weeks is uh, their their pitchers are just walking too many batters, and uh, I mean that you you just can't do that because eventually that's going to catch up to you. Um, they made six errors uh, against Gregory Portland. You obviously can't do that either. Um, you know, I think sometimes we forget this is still a pretty young team, um, and they're making young mistakes. So even though I, I mean, I know Coach Coley doesn't want to use that as an excuse because uh, here we are, we're about almost 20 games into the season, and uh, that's a lot of games to be played. The other thing that I I don't know if people know that uh, Joey Lee, who's their number one pitcher, has been hurt and they haven't been able to use him. So, uh, but they need to rebound because uh, that loss to GP was a big loss because as uh, as Coach Coley pointed out, you only play eight zone games. So uh, those that, you know, those home games you need to win and uh, that loss hurt them. Um, if they could somehow go to GP on Friday and uh, get a win, then that would take some of the sting out of it. But uh, they really need to protect the home field. Uh, and uh, West is kind of in the same situation. Uh, West has uh, Corpus Christi Ray on Friday. Uh, Ray, I believe, is the number four ranked team in the state. So that'll be the challenge for a, for a young West team. Yeah, and I believe that the the way the schedule is set up this season is that uh, the, the teams they they play against each other two times in the same week. So you know that's a little bit uh, it's a little bit different from years past where they would you know face a team early in the season and get them late. So that could I, I'm not sure if that's like a positive or negative, but uh, if you're East uh, dropping that game to GP, you definitely have to 
have to hope to get that one on the road uh, over there in Bradley, Portland. One thing about that is it really affects your pitching because, you know, a lot of times you set up your rotation so you may get the same pitcher to pitch against the same team twice. Um, you can do that if you, you have to watch your pitch count. Uh, I noticed last night a, a GP actually used three pitchers. And uh, I think a lot of that was because of the pitch count. They're going to, I have a feeling that they're going to throw some of the, the last two pitchers that, uh, that he saw last night will probably pitch again uh, on Friday because of the, they weren't throwing that many pitches. So they'll be able to throw again. The weird thing about this is when the East and West play, that's going to be in the same week. Mm-hmm. So uh, they'll play a Tuesday, Friday, both at Riverside. One, you know, they'll switch home, one home. But uh, that's going to be kind of a, of a bizarre situation. We're going to take one quick break and to hear this uh, advertisement from White Trash Services, and then we'll be back on the end of the commercial. I'm joined by BJ Nelson. BJ, White Trash Services, what is it and and what do y'all do? Well, thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off companies. And you know y'all are y'all are big advocates for for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team? You can give us a call at 361-550-1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. All right, welcome back to this episode of The Grid. Uh, we're now going to move, move into some powerlifting. Um, we recently had some some teams in the area perform very well. Uh, Victoria East, they, they placed first at the Texas High School Women's Powerlifting Association Class A Division I Championship. Uh, Alyssa Salceda, she was, she was East's best performer. She set state records in the squat with a 500-pound lift, the bench with a 300-pound lift, and then the total, which was uh, 1,240 pounds. So a very, uh, you know, big performance from her. West, they uh, they competed in the same uh, Division One championship. Carla Linares, she won state in the 97-pound weight class. She tied the state total record uh, with a lift of 725 pounds. Um, in the same uh, association in the class four, uh, 4A championships, we had Calhoun. They placed second. Um, Calhoun, which has, has a rich history of, you know, Performing well in, in in powerlifting, J.C. Barnes she won the 181 pound weight class with a 1,090 pound lift, uh, and then class in class 3A we had Goliad Goliad's Ariana Segura she she had a 220 pound uh, she competed in the 220 pound weight class and she had a 1,200 pound lift, so very uh, you know 
very good performances from uh, a lot of our area teams. Mike, I know, like I mentioned, Calhoun, they, they've had, you know, a rich history in powerlifting, but, you know, for for East and West to have, you know, state championship, state champions and perform well in, you know, in this sport, you know, how good is that for, for them? I think uh, what their hope is that uh, this will transfer into their other programs. Um, obviously in football, you know, you want to get stronger. You hope uh, that this helps you in that direction. And the, the same thing is true with these girls. I mean, that's a amazing accomplishment. Uh, what Alyssa Sauceda did to set uh, three straight records, you know, it, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I know. So, uh, you know, they're, they've obviously got those programs going now, which uh, hasn't always been the case. I forgot to mention that uh, Salceda, she's a sophomore, so she's going to be coming back for two years for, for East. So she she's definitely going to be able to have some more success in the next two years. All right, we're going to take one more break and hear this commercial from Thriving Financial. Thriving is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrick works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. All right, it's time to get into some soccer, some playoff soccer. Uh, we have Victoria West. The West boys are going to be playing La Jolla Palmview in the Bi-District playoffs, which is a 7 p.m. game at Corpus Christi Cabinets Athletic Complex on Thursday, this Thursday. Uh, we also have the West girls. They're going to be playing Laredo Martin in the Bi-District playoffs at 8 p.m at San Antonio Southside ISD Stadium on Thursday. Um, when, you, when you look at this boys, uh, you know, West boys team, they're coming off of a district championship loss to Flower Bluff a few, few weeks ago. And, you know, it was one of their worst losses of the season. They fell 6-0. And, you know, when I was talking to Coach uh, Avila after that game, he was just saying how he wanted his boys to to really just for, forget all about that game and kind of not like act like it didn't happen, but just to move on from it because, you know, you have, uh, you know, the playoffs coming up, you know, at that time, it was in, in a few weeks. Um, but now they're around the corner. And you know, I think if you're this West team, you just kind of, you got to forget about that game and just remember all the, the successes you've had earlier on in the season. I know they were, um, you know, finished second in district. So, you know, a good season for them. And then you look at the West girls, they, they're currently on a three-game winning streak to end the regular season. And, you know, if you coach Stoltenberg, you know, with that program, those three wins are kind of big going into this playoff game against Laredo Martin, where, you know, this is a team that had success in last year's playoffs, made a few rounds deep. So they're also looking to, uh, to you know, make a, make another run. In the class 4A boys, we also have El Campo, Bay City, Calhoun, and Bevo in the playoffs. And in the 4A girls, we have El Campo, Bay City, Gonzalez, Palacios, and Bevo. Mike, I know you were telling me a little bit about, uh, you know, you know, Bay City, they they made a deep run last year in the, in the playoffs. You know, for these area teams, um, you know, what do you think that that's what what do you think they're capable of doing? In, you know, in this uh, you know this year's playoffs. 
any uh, soccer aficionado that I am, which you could probably put everything I know on, on the tip of my little finger, but uh, Bay City uh, under Coach Darren Dabogod have, have done an excellent job the last couple of years, and I'm sure they're looking to make another run this season. Um, I know, uh, you know, it, uh, the way soccer is set up, it's much like uh, swimming and diving was when it started. Uh, it, it, it has a 6A, 5A, and a 4A. So, um, you know, you like you mentioned, Palacios, for instance, is playing. Palacios has to play up in 4A, which is obviously a disadvantage because of numbers. But um, I would say the Bay City girls are the team to watch in the area once again. Yeah, that's going to wrap up the uh, sports uh, segments. We just had a couple of announcements. So obviously uh, high school basketball wrapped up. Uh, we want to hear from you coaches. If you could send your all area teams or your all area nominations as well, as your all district teams to sports at vicad.com. Um, we greatly appreciate it to try to get these, uh, you know, all area teams, you know, situated out. And Mike also has an announcement on the Varsity Cup Awards. Right. I think uh, for, for those of you who are involved in the uh, Varsity Cup and have been involved, uh, it's a program we got going um, some years back where we honor uh, athletes from uh, certain schools, not only for their athletic ability, but also for their character and their academic achievement. Uh, we rely on athletic directors and coaches from these schools to make the nominations. Uh, once we, I believe the deadline I was told is uh, is this week for nominations. So if you haven't made your nominations, uh, be sure and uh, do that. Uh, then what we do at the end of the uh, year is when we uh, have when a panel selects the winner, uh, the winners are uh, honored at a banquet. And this year's banquet, we have a guest speaker uh, who is uh, Jeremy Urban. Uh, some of you may remember Jeremy, who uh, he played receiver in the NFL. He was in the Super Bowl with the Arizona Cardinals, and he is now the uh, head football coach at Trinity University in San Antonio, which happens to be his alma mater, actually. Jeremy, great individual, and he's uh, going to be the guest speaker. Uh, if you want to get involved or you have questions about this, uh, reach out to Kyle Motal at the Victoria Advocate. He can uh, kind of fill you in. We have, uh, we, what we do is we award athletes in each sport. And then we have like, uh, I'm not exactly sure, maybe seven or eight uh, other awards, uh, special awards that we give to some uh, students. I, I think uh, for instance, like uh, last year, um, we gave uh, the male athlete of the year to uh, Jordan Kelly from Refurio. So uh, that's just an example. There have been different people uh, that we've given uh, that award to. Um, and we, you know, we like to keep this going because it's a good way for our area athletes and local athletes to be recognized, not just for what they do on the field, but for being a well-rounded individual. So, uh, if you have, like I said, if you have any questions, please reach out to Kyle Motal and he can fill you in on everything.
All right, well, that's going to do it uh, for this episode of The Grid uh, from me and Mike Foreman. We just want to appreciate you guys for listening, and we'll see you again next week.